Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris. I run Enterprise Doctor, which delivers advice and support for small businesses. And for the third consecutive Monday, my guest is Vicky White of Vicky White Communications. How are you? Good morning. I'm good, thank you. Good to well, see you again. There. I don't know if it is when this goes live, but... Yeah, it's gorgeous. Blue skies, wonderful. This, as I said, is the third of three podcasts with you about marketing and how to market your business. If people haven't listened to the other two yet, it's sort of nice if you listen to the other two because Vicky has lots of interesting things to say. And I want to move straight in. Actually, in case people haven't, do you want to just briefly tell people what's Vicky White Communications all about in case they haven't listened to the other two yet so they don't know who you are? Yeah, so we're a marketing agency based in High Wycombe. We work with SMEs, uh, helping them to market themselves offline and online. We help with things like social media management, content creation, SEO, Google ads, email marketing. And we work with businesses across all industries, uh, helping them. They all have one goal. They want to raise their profile and win new business. Fabulous. And there's uh, how many of you on the team? Uh, so three of us on the team. Um, so we, I work with Wayne, who does my uh, website and graphics, and mm-hmm. Sharon, who helps with content and PR. Cool. And clearly you have a, a bunch of freelancers out there who you can call on if you need them. Yeah. So we've been, we've been going for eight years now. So I've got a kind of a great network of, of people that I've built up over the years um, who I work quite closely with. And if people want to know a little more detail about the business, then certainly part one of three, uh, we do quite a little chat about how you got where you are today. But today, the theme to the topics that we're going to talk about in today's podcast clearly is about marketing and communications, because that's what you do. The theme for today's program, the title of today's program is what can you do to market your business for little or no cost? And I guess there are loads and loads of things. And we're not going to cover them all off today, but we're going to cover some of them off. But before we do, there are loads and loads of things, but how do people know what those loads and loads of things are? How do you come up with some ideas of things that you can do? Yeah, I mean, it's always quite tricky. You know, when you are a small business, your kind of resources might be quite limited. But I always kind of suggest people look at um, who their competitors are and what they might be doing in the market. Look at your kind of practices and see how they're positioning themselves. Um, do they have kind of packages that they're offering? What types of language do they use? Okay. Uh, you know, so how are they marketing themselves uh, through social media and email marketing? You know, sign up to their blogs and their newsletters. Tap into their social media channels and see how they're using social media. Okay, so where along that line is too far? Where is any of that? Does any of that qualify as naughty, as unethical, or is it really okay to do that? It's absolutely okay. I mean, when I'm not saying duplicate what your competitors are doing, but it just might spark spark off some ideas for you to get started and think about how you might uh, position yourself and reach your target market. Okay, I think it's valid to not reinvent the wheel and if you see that if if a competitor of yours we're going to talk about competitions in a minute but if you see that a competitor of yours is running a competition 
in order to generate whatever results it is that they want, then that's not unique. They're not the first people to come up with the idea, hey, I'll run a competition. So to copy that idea, I agree, there's nothing wrong, nothing unethical. If you copy their competition, then clearly that's not <laughs> not not great. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. But I am a firm believer in, as a generality, following best practice. And sometimes you've got to think out of the box and do things different. But if a, a start point is, let's look at what other people are doing. So we talked about competitions. If you're going to run a competition, the title of this episode is it includes the phrase for little or no cost. If you're going to run a competition, you presume you've got to put a prize up and that's going to cost you some money. So let me ask you two questions because you know by now I like to ask two questions at once. The first is why run a competition? If I run a competition within Enterprise Doctor for my clients and prospects and contacts, what is it that I'm hoping for as an outcome? And the second question is, yeah, as I just alluded to, if I'm going to offer a prize, well, the prize costs me money. If it's a bottle of champagne, where does that magic itself up from? So what are your thoughts on, on prizes for a competition? I think it's probably going to be kind of two elements. So you're either going to be offering a product as a prize or your service as a prize. So depending on what your business does and offers, for yourself, it might be that a prize is two hours of your time to help them with their business. For an e-commerce business, it might be that you have products that you brought at a, a kind of a, a lower fee, so that the cost is not going to be enormous, but of, of benefit to the people that you're running the competition for. It's worth thinking about what's the best prize for your business. So what am I trying to get out of it? Because yeah. if I get, yeah, if, if, if the prize is, you know, if the competition is what's, what's the best reason for using a mentor or coach and I will judge what I think the best answer is, well, how, why? How, how do I benefit from that? I think you know, the, the, the main thing is here is all about building your brand presence and, and helping you to kind of reach a wider audience. So if you've got a competition running, and that competition is shared with your kind of social media followers once you've posted it out. It might be that you get local media coverage. You know, if you're doing, if you're running a competition locally that supports volunteers or, the, or, or a community group, you know, the local media love kind of stories like that. And if you've got a competition that you're running that focuses on what's, what's happening right now, then the coverage could be really good for you. So that I get that there's some PR and I'm guessing that's not going to just happen so i have to make that happen do i send out sort of a, a, a press release to all the local news outlets and say hey this is what we're doing yeah and it, and it might be that you look at people in the area that can support you you know are there kind of parish councils uh, that can support you with it are there local celebrities thinking about how you can kind of build your, your profile with it um, using kind of the resources that you've got available to you and in terms of how people enter the competition, presumably I'm going to want them to provide their email address because then if they win, I have to be able to tell them. And with GDPR, I'm guessing I can't just stick them on an email list because they've entered the competition. I need to get them to opt in. Yes, most definitely. So for any kind of competition that you're running, I would make sure that they you get approval from them that 
A, they're happy for you to kind of store their email address and happy for you to use um, their information, not their email address, but their name within your kind of marketing. And supposing i guess you're familiar with the acronym cba so let's just say i can't be bothered really that's all just too much trouble is there some way that i can reap the benefits of of a competition without actually running one myself yeah so um i mean it it might be that while you're online and you're browsing through facebook or twitter that you come across a competition or in a local kind of media website. Um, and, you know, and if there's an opportunity that you think you can be involved within the competition, give them a ring, drop them an email and see if you can offer a prize yourself. It's more than likely that their competition is going to be marketed across their network and across um, local and social media networks. Um, so it's great exposure for you if you are involved um, in, another, in a competition run by somebody else. And I guess the bit that I like about that is that somebody else is doing all the hard work and I'm just yeah I'm, I'm throwing in free product free service whatever it is that's relevant to, to the business will I be likely to get back the contact details though I'm not going to the the comp- person running the competition is not going to be allowed to share the data of the people who enter the competition so all I'm really getting from that angle is two things. One, I guess, is some exposure, some PR. People are seeing my name out there. And clearly, I get to engage with whoever wins it. But I'm not getting the potential for lots of signups to email. But I guess it's the same as so many things in life. You only get out of it what you put into it. So if I'm going the cheeky, I don't want to do as much work route, then I'm not going to get as much out of it. So I think you need to make a choice and, and either run your own competition, do all the work around that and reap all of the benefits, nor put up a price for somebody else's competition. And, um, yeah, and, and there are lots of you know, local kind of community groups and, and charities and businesses um, in the area, um, in your community that are potentially running competitions and right now during this kind of pandemic so it's always worth having a look around and seeing what's going on in your local community i am sitting here thinking what competition can i run what am i going to put up as a prize and i wasn't thinking that way before we had this conversation so thank you for that idea and you know what when you see some social media activity from me saying hey enter my competition you'll smile to yourself and say i made that happen (laughs) so thank you for that and presumably if if people don't want to be investing time in that social media activity work that's that's the kind of thing i guess that you're happy to do for people they can come up with the idea for their competition and then you can do some work to make it happen for them yeah and I, you know, and I can even help them putting together some ideas for a competition and helping them get set up I've done that before and I'm more than happy to help with the planning and, and getting putting things together as well as the kind of promotion cool okay I will um I will give that some consideration I am aware of a hashtag that I've seen out there. I, I am a small business. I'm a one-man business. You're a small business. There's, there's three of you. I work with a lot of small businesses, and I know that you do as well. So I've been interested by a hashtag that I've just sort of started to see hit my radar, which is hashtag support small business, which clearly resonates with me. What's 
what's that about? Where's that come from? Who, which big corporations are encouraging it? And if I am a small business, or indeed, if I like to spend money with small businesses, how do I jump on that bandwagon? How do I make that work for me? Yeah, so uh, it's Facebook and Instagram who have recently um, provided and launched some new features that will allow other users to discover and support uh, small businesses in the area. Um, And they've done this using the support small business hashtag. So it's allowing Facebook users to use um, this hashtag within their posts that will, when searched for by other people, your posts will then feature on the one for that hashtag. So when I do a post to say that I've launched this podcast and it's now live, I should be perhaps tagging support small business because if people are tagging with that and searching for that, then that's going to add benefit to my marketing of this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it brings together kind of local businesses too so it's a it's a great feature to use and you know and and as you know i'm all about supporting small businesses so i'm going to be kind of tapping onto that as well indeed me too and interestingly when i want to spend some money which i do as infrequently as i can but hey no i love spending money it's one of my favorite things to do if i want to spend it with a small business then by searching for things and businesses that might be using that hashtag support small business then it's going to help me find businesses of the right. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, at the moment for me, it is all about supporting the independent small businesses. And you know, this is a great way to bring business in for them. Now, you mentioned yeah, Facebook and Instagram. I said some big corporations, I'm guessing they don't get much bigger than those two. Instagram, I think, have got a sticker, a small... I'm not a big Instagram user. I have an account, but I don't really use it. I think we should do a podcast sometime about why I use Instagram and how to use Instagram, because that's the easiest way for me to learn. We'll put that on the to-do list. What is the small business sticker How, how for Instagram? How does that work? How is it, is it a benefit from a marketing perspective? Instagram as well have um, looked at how they can kind of support um, small businesses um, and they, as you said, introduced this support small business sticker. So it's actually um, a a feature within your story. So when you're adding an Instagram story and you click on stickers, you'll see the sticker there. And what it does, it enables you to tag in a local small business. We've talked about, you know, the potential for using it for kind of maybe this podcast. So then I would tag yourself into the Instagram story and then it would bring up, I think it's the last three of your uh, Instagram posts. So it just helps promote um, and showcase uh, the small businesses. Okay. So I should really start doing some Instagram posts. Otherwise, that's not going to be too relevant. But actually, like I say, maybe I should. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Instagram user, and I guess I really need to be. You've come up with some, what I think are some good ideas today about competitions, about hashtag support small business. You come up with some good, really educative comments in the earlier podcast. And I know from feedback I've had that people have appreciated what you said and people are are putting into practice some of the suggestions that you've made. Broadly speaking, with all of these things and with any other marketing activity, what would you say is the best 
the, the really the underlying rules about how you make them happen, how you make them effective. What what should we be doing on a really regular routine basis to make sure that that our marketing is effective? We shouldn't be hidden, um, you know. As SMEs, we should be out there. We should be getting uh, our name out there, providing um, useful tips and information, sharing kind of what we're up to. Uh, promoting and supporting other uh, businesses that we work with and it's important that we just continue to communicate it might be that some of your businesses have paused right now and um, some of your clients getting in contact with them checking in you know you might have been a, a kind of avid networker um, so reaching out to kind of people that you used to kind of network with and just you know using social media as well um, you know LinkedIn's great for kind of business to business communication so just making sure that you're posting regularly uh, and engaging as well. I agree. It's there's a posh marketing phrase that I know, so I doubt that you'll be impressed. But touch points is is something that I know is fairly key in marketing. It's about how many times your prospect becomes aware of you, and there are all sorts of theories about how many times there needs to be a touch point before they will actually engage with you, pick up the phone, send you an email, place an order, whatever that engagement might be. But what I do know is, is if there aren't any touch points, they absolutely won't. You know, whether it's, it's three touch points or seven or 12, you could debate forever and it's different for different industries, but you have to get it out there. And as you well know, but I'll share with the, the listeners, I wrote a blog, the title of which was Communicate, Communicate, Communicate or something like that, and you were nice enough to post it on your website as a guest blog. So I'll, in, the, in the podcast notes, there'll be a link to that. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's about, I agree completely, it's about checking in with your network, it's about saying hello. It's not about pitching and selling and pushing. It's about saying hello and touching base and just yeah. maybe suggesting that there might be some stuff we could talk about. And giving them useful information for free, because that's another touch point and it, it demonstrates your expertise. So I'm, um, I'm up with all of that. I mentioned I don't like talking about my inadequacies because there are so many of them. But I did mention my lack of knowledge and expertise on Instagram. And, and yeah, there's a whole list of things that I'm not good at and don't know enough about, particularly in the, in the marketing world. And I'm guessing the same applies to other people out there with, with you. Yeah, they might be brilliant on Instagram, but not know much, much about LinkedIn, but I'm the other way around. So how do I, when, when I Google for stuff, there's all sorts of so-called experts out there who either for free or a price will, will be happy to educate me. How do I find the ones that are the good ones, that are the trustworthy ones, the ones that, that I should be listening to? This was something that I looked at when the pandemic started um, and it got me thinking that there are kind of a lot of businesses who one might not have budget to spend uh, on marketing and training um, and two might have some free time to spend um, doing that. So um, I pulled together um, some some of the kind of key industry courses, tools uh, that I've put together. They're from leading industry experts. So they're all kind of reputable companies and, and they're all free. Um, and, they, and they cover all sorts of things from um, advertising. So if you're looking at Google advertising, Facebook advertising, if you're looking at um, writing content, there's some great courses on there as well. You know, SEO, 
obviously there's there's lots of kind of small businesses out there that SEO is going to be key for them right now. Presumably, you being you, you pulled that all together in a blog, or it's available as a list somewhere. Yeah, so it's it is on my website, um, and I believe okay. we'll put it into the the podcast as well for people to kind of refer to. Um, and if they've got any questions or need any guidance, they can reach out to me. Yeah, I will. I will add that a link to that list and just to remind people access to the list is free and the list is all of free marketing resources tools courses and all things that you with your knowledge and expertise of the industry have decided these are good ones because i can find the rubbish ones really easily (laughs) but like i said in the question how do i find the good ones and the answer is by clicking on that link in the podcast notes so that sounds to me like something that I'll be doing after the show and I might be heading straight for the Instagram guidance because I've known for a long time it's a gap for me and it's a gap I'm going to fill. So watch this space. Vicky White of Vicky White Communications, as always, it has been a pleasure. As always, you have conveyed much information of value to me and I'm going to make an assumption that it's also a value to some or all of the listeners out there. So thank you for that. Has has it been useful for you? Oh, definitely. No, really useful. And it's it's great to, to do a podcast, actually. It's not something I do every day. So thanks for having me. Been a pleasure. And it's now something you've done three times. So maybe you'll do yeah. some more of it. You never know. And what I would say is that when th- things happen out there in the marketing world that you think people should know about this, then tell me and we'll do a short, sharp podcast to get the word out there to, to my listeners. I'm very yeah, happy sure. to do that for you and more importantly, perhaps to do that for them, get, get the word out there mm-hmm. in a timely manner. But for now, I'm going to say thank you very much. Thank you so much. You've, you're my first ever series of three podcasts in, in the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. And perhaps not the last, who knows. I would urge people to visit Vicky's website. There's a couple of links and stuff in the podcast notes. And it is packed full of free, useful information around the subject of marketing communications. I would, of course, also urge you to visit my website or my LinkedIn profile and find out a bit more about me because I am Mark Harris Enterprise Doctor and I do advice and support for businesses. I have lots more really good podcasts in the can ready to release, but I'm sort of drip feeding them out there. So please do subscribe. Please do listen to some of the older ones, particularly the two that I've done previous to this with Vicky and and some of the other ones are are pretty good too and hopefully some of the upcoming ones will also be of interest to you but for now this is Mark Harris Enterprise Doctor signing off